Hi, everyone. Uh, we have an amazing episode for you today for this week. Um, I just wanted to give a heads up on some content warnings just in case. So today's episode uh, contains discussions on some pretty dark themes. Uh, we've got psychological abuse, body horror, a little bit of gore, intense violence. Um, definitely feel free to uh, skip this one if you need to. But if you're into a little bit of that uh, darker uh, elements, especially in relation to Batman, um, please stick around and enjoy. Thank you and uh, talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> okay. So is it a surprise of what aspects 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 of Batman we're talking about today? Or... It doesn't have to be a surprise. Okay. Okay. What? Is, so what? What do we? What's the? Um, I decided there's so many aspects I can go different lanes I can go down that I decided let's just kind of pick a story arc that I that like really fascinated me for a really long time mm -hmm. um so this is uh and I'll give all kinds of background when we, when we really dive in but this is a, a third volume of the new 52 Batman series um okay. called Death of the Family and it's the first time the Joker is in the main Batman series post relaunch so it's like 15 issues in without the Joker even appearing at all. And so it's his yeah, first yeah. reappearance. And it's one of the darker storylines with the Joker. And he's very, he, he has a, he has a specific motive and it's specifically Batman Joker relationship motive. Um, so I think it's a really interesting, really interesting idea. To the hyperfixation where our friends come onto our show and tell us about things that excite them for 30 to 45 minutes or longer because you know what the timer is a lie my name is roma austin and i use the they and them pronouns and today i have a returning guest it's not just any guest it's our only the one our favorites jesse hello i'm jesse i use the he him pronouns Welcome back. It's good to have you back. I'm very glad when you when you messaged me said you want to you want to come back and I'm like do I do <laughs> I've been waiting, I? I've been waiting for this moment. But then Would I then I had uh, decision paralysis. I'm like what what do I talk about? What do I talk about? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you know it actually that reminds me because I was when it when we were doing the um, or when we when I was doing the solo episode I had a similar thing. I was like shit. What do I just talk about to myself? <laughs> as someone who used to do a lot of solo episodes of his of his own show that solo episode was way more entertaining than anything i've ever made uh i had a lot of fun with that one how do i i you got me all like thank you roma i'm here to bring you another um fun subject which is the same subject i brought you this last time but a different aspect of it and that is batman i'm um, so excited to, oh because oh go yeah. ahead sorry I was going to say, just to recap to anybody who hasn't listened to the Batman Catwoman episode we did for Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. um, Batman's been my lifelong hyperfixation. I've like deviated from time to time, but it's my parents will always say it's the third word I ever said was Batman. So it's always been there. 
Um, I have two Batman tattoos. I have nice. all kinds of Batman stuff everywhere. It's ever, Batman. it's never changing. Um, so I'm glad you brought me back and I decided, you know what? I'm just going to be the Batman guest. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to talk about different aspects every time you bring me back. That's the only thing I'm allowed to talk about now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe once in a while I'll deviate to movies, but, um, it's something, Batman is something I've played around making my own podcast solely about him. Um, but I'm glad I have a little bit of an outlet for this. I, I'm very excited. Batman's one of those, like, I've always been super into anything Batman related, given I mostly ended up like watching the animated series or like the, um, the DC, uh, cinematic universe movies. Um, but I never had a chance to actually get into the comics. So this is just like a really nice way to, to round out my knowledge and to really get an understanding that isn't the, I, I don't want to say mass produced because that's not the thing, but like the the more public of information, I guess. Yeah, I, I, th- I think especially with the comic we're about to talk about, specifically the story arc we're about to talk about today, the whole purpose that um, the writer of this run of Batman, uh, Scott Snyder, who other people might know him from writing uh, American Vampire, which is um, he wrote a really great run of uh, Swamp Thing. Uh, his whole thing when he inherited the Batman line was he's like, I want to, I want to, want to. He's like, I want to explore aspects of Batman and Gotham that haven't really been explored. But he's like, he's a big horror guy, so he's like, Batman, he could be a super detective. But I also want to kind of play with the horror, especially with the Joker, and um, that's why the Joker kind of isn't around, it isn't really like an, an, um, an entity for the first few arcs. Um, mm-hmm. Rob, have you ever heard of the Court of Owls? No, but that is such a name. Yeah, he's uh, Scott Snyder's the guy, the guy invented the Court of Owls, which is like an underground society of uh, people, like like rich higher class people who basically controlled everything. And Batman discovers, even though he's been working in Gotham for forever, uh, he didn't know about them. And so to learn about them, and owls are like natural predators to bats in some ways. <gasps> uh, so there's like that whole arc. I could talk about that whole arc as a whole thing. And that's like the first major arc of this run. But that's I decided... So cool. Yeah, I decided to do Joker, this Joker run, um, Death of the Family, uh, because there's a lot of like cool um, Bat Family uh, things that I hyper focus on in this arc. But specifically, the Joker Batman relationship is um, something that I find very interesting, and I find interesting when any writer decides to tackle it in any way. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the best place to start is. I kind of want to give a little more background into how this arc kind of gets here. Um, and then kind of maybe deep dive some of the specifics and some of the things I find really neat about it. That sounds like a good plan to me. I'm 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 kicked back. I got my feet up. I'm ready. Cool. Um, so one of my favorite things that writers can do is um, kind of parody older arcs. So there's mm-hmm. an... And he, I want to say late 80s Batman story arc called Death in the Family. And that's where Jason Todd dies. Um, no! and there's a, yeah, and that's a really strenuous moment for Bruce. That's where he really loses it for a bit and um, kind of loses his path because he, he loses someone he considered a son. Mm-hmm. And the Jason Todd Batman story arc is, is kind of in flux. Sometimes he's really kind to jason sometimes he's a he's a real big dick to jason um mm-hmm. most recently he's been pretty bad to jason so like that that's a, that's a whole other thing but i find that scott snyder and the artist for this whole run too uh other than some of the guest backup artists 
is uh, Greg Capullo. And then the backup artist for some of the backup stories is uh, an artist named Jock. They've worked with Snyder a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and really great artists for this. So I want to make sure to shout them out because they, they help lift the writing a lot. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, the, I, I find like this whole concept of the real pu- purpose of the Joker's mission coming back from basically the grave is to his, his whole thing is he believes Batman's gone soft because of all the connections in his life. Um, and he believes that the only true thing to make Batman pure Batman is him and Batman's relationship. Um, so the real opening, uh, the, like the, the shot across the, the brow for this is Joker reenacting all of their crimes, but tricking Batman to thinking he knows what's about to happen and then shifting it. Um, so there's the crime early on where he's going to try to kill the mayor. Um, and he's like, Oh, he's probably already poisoned something in the office, but he doesn't poison the mayor. He poisons literally every cop inside there. Um, and not with like a thing that make them smile, but the thing that make them frown. Um, so like, he's like inverting, uh, I'll, I'll post the, one of the images where like they kind of break it down, but yeah, he's inverting all of the crimes and referencing all of the crimes. And one of the things that, seems to be really setting people off is he's acting like he knows who Batman is and knows who every one of them um, are. Mm-hmm. And it seems to drag out a secret out of Bruce where he never admitted it before, but the first time he fought the Joker, he says when he went back down into the cave, he found a Joker card inside the cave mm-hmm. that wasn't there before. And so it made him think that the Joker maybe found the cave. It <gasps> might know everything. Oh no! But he, but he doesn't believe it's true. He doesn't believe that it's a thing. But the the whole the whole Bat family is like, how can you keep that from us this entire time? All of everybody we care about might be in danger. Um, so there's a lot of tie-in comics to this. I won't focus a lot on the tie-in comics. Every mm-hmm. one of those is Joker going after someone that the rest of the Bat family cares about, and it makes you really question: Does Joker know everything? Has he known everything for the longest time? Um. Dude, there's like he's already given it's I know that he's supposed to be toxic. I know he's supposed to be a problem. Yeah. But also there's a part of me that's like if he didn't do it in such a like fucked way, this would have been so romantic in terms of like hero it, versus villain. It's definitely an inverted romance. And um I think one of like the side things I will talk about, there's two main side things I find interesting, but it's the Harley Quinn tie-in at the time. Ooh. Um he also Joker sees that Harley Quinn is made him soft too. Um, so he uses her to kind of be a stand in for him to trick Batman. And then once she does what he asks, and this is still before Harley fully cuts off ties with the Joker, she's now fully Joker free in the comics. Um, okay. he basically is like, uh, you know, you're not like the first Harley, right? Like, I've had so many Harleys before you, and like, he locks her up into a room full of like corpses that are all dressed up like her. Oh my god! And he's like, and he's like, you just hang out here with the rest of the people that you, because you just know that I can like toss you away at any moment. And she gets out, and like you would think, <laughs> in in a oh. good write, writing arc, this would be the end of their relationship, but it still takes like another ten years before that to happen. Um, but Dude. it is very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting for that. Dude, I, I, I do. I kind of want to like touch on this for just an extra second yeah we can touch of, on it for sure especially um i know it's 
the Joker and Harley Quinn are supposed to be like the poster child, for lack of better words, of bad, toxic, abusive relationship. And it has always blown my mind to see people be like, yes, we are Joker and Harley Quinn. And I'm like, yo, are y'all okay? Yeah. Are y'all good? This is this is definitely the darkest of their moments. I will say that I'll, I'll post a little bit from one of the backups of that's focused on Harley and Joker. And you can like if when you when anybody reads it, it's 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 really dark stuff. And Jock's right. Uh, art, uh, artistry for this. He's very good at like really sketchy and, and like sharp line art. So it really like sets like it makes you uneasy when you're when you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I just think that they're like that little bit. It's a very small bit of this and it's very early on. But I think it's pretty important to kind of show how off the reservation Joker's gone, kind of. Um, yeah. Oof. A couple other things is, like, Scott Snyder's really laying in groundwork for his later Joker arc, which I really would like to talk about later with you. Not in this one, because so- that's an also really deep one, and it's also kind of a deep relationship arc between him and Batman. Absolutely. Um, I'm so down for this. <laughs> uh, I, can, I can tease a little bit. He talks about how, like, this was Joker confessing his love for Batman and how much he just wants to be with him. And by the end of it, Batman rejects him and accepts his family. Well, the next arc is Joker's breakup story. How does he take the break? It's it's Joker listening to Taylor Swift and getting through it. How does that turn Uh, out, right? Like, that's that's what the second arc is. Uh, I I love this so much. (laughs) Whenever you have me back on again, I'll make sure that's the next one I talk about, even though there's many others I would love to talk about, too. Please. Um, Oh, my God. So a couple things that that, um, before we really keep going in the story early on, there's a couple of, like, really hard hits to Bruce. Um, one of them is he's talking to Commissioner Gordon and um, they're talking about just their history with the Joker. And all of a sudden, uh, Commissioner Gordon just starts bleeding and there's just a just terrifying and kind of upsetting panel that I'm about to post um, in there. Hopefully it actually posts because I don't think the last one did. Um, where uh, Commissioner Gordon is just bleeding everywhere and he finds out later that Joker used the blood thinner that basically makes him bleed out of every orifice and he almost loses commercial brand in like one of the most gruesome ways i feel like that is so freaking awful like the but yeah. the art is so beautiful like i was i was actively like just hollering about like how it looks so good but i'm also like absolutely mortified over here yeah it's it's just an upsetting and it's the idea of it's so upsetting and thankfully like i mean that's the whole thing about batman is he's prepared so like he had um not uh like like something like the congeal the blood to make it stop so like he was able to at least save gordon but like barely um and but then you have this later encounter and i want to say the issue after um where that he meets joker on on the bridge and this is where joker makes the big confessions like yours too soft i'm gonna go after your family just let me do it and it'll be all over and it'll be so nice and when it's just me and you again and to kind of get him to, to to show him like how serious he is, he uh, basically kidnaps every person Batman saved in their um, in their back and forth. So anybody he saved from the Joker, he kidnaps them and locks them into basically the bottom of the river, and then uh, sets off a bomb there. And so he's like, he, "No, you didn't really save these people. You just didn't delayed the inevitable, right?" Oh um, man. So I, I'll send like a quick image of that. Um, to kind of like because i think there's some interesting dialogue that happens in like the just how how much bruce is like almost losing it 
with that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think like those first two major events is uh, it, it's just really important to like how the story progresses and how why Bruce eventually like starts playing this really close to the chest and doesn't let anybody help because um, they're they're in danger. He knows they're in danger of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens after that is uh, more continuation of him like investigating the older Christ chasing after the Joker. Um, Alfred gets kidnapped uh, from the Joker, and he like jump, he shows up in the manor and kidnaps Alfred. Um, and then Bruce figures out that um, Joker is basically taken for Arkham and has kicked out all the guards, so he knows that's where he's going. Um, he Joker sets up a lot of traps for him. He has these two, uh, I think, a guard and a prisoner dancing, dressed up as Joker and Batman, and they've been dancing for such a long time that the feet of the, their feet are bleeding. Um, oh. And they're oh. sitting in like standing water that's uh, about to be like he's like I'll turn on like I'll electrify them right away. Thankfully, oh. Batman saves them. He observes the water, um, but then like oh. he's as he's going, there's just more and more like horrendous things happening, and it's kind of it kind of becomes like kind of like a medieval tale in some ways. Um, he's a horse on fire goes back past him, and he has to see that. Um, there's like a big like whole thing where he's fighting a bunch of guards, and he. <laughs> It's it's funny to see, but it's kind of like this is how cool Batman is. There's like a guy on a horse running up to him. And he just punches the horse in the head to stop it. And it's like funny. The idea of it's funny, but it looks so, so cool in, in motion or like it's close to motion as comics kind of get. Um, and then he hey, ends up riding a yeah. horse in through the rest of Arkham. So he's like the knight coming in um, to stop uh, the, 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 the evil jester. There is a, a tapestry Joker makes of like their adventures and like the key moments of the adventures, like the death of Robin is on there. Uh-huh. But the tapestry is made out of human skin and not oh. dead human skin, living human skin as he uh-huh. sewed a bunch of prisoners together. Oh my god. Um and, and Batman just says to Tom, you can't save them. You have to keep going because you need to end this type of thing. Um then he basically he, every villain he meets as he keeps going, so he meets Mr. Freeze. Uh he meets Clayface. He meets uh, Scare- Scarecrow. All of them are just different like types of of people in like the court of a knight. And then he he ends up here at a throne where Joker's basically like, "Hey, here's your here's your throne. I'm your gesture. Uh, I'm your je- jester, and here is your throne because you are like you're the knight. You're the, the returning champion, right? Um, mm-hmm. So this is this is where he ends up re- reaching. Um, hey yo, yeah." Uh, there's a lot of interesting backups with the villains that are here. So there's uh, Penguin, Riddler, Two Face. There's a lot of interesting backups. Where Joker's like, I know your secrets, and you know you can't stop me. Just play along with us for me for a bit. And it ends with Joker uh, putting Batman in an electric chair and setting it off. And that's how like that issue ends. Um, when he wakes up, he's at uh, a dinner table with all of his, uh, all of the family there. And they're all covered in, they're all masked and there's something in front of each one of them. And he sees, uh, Alfred show up and Alfred's been poisoned by the Joker to be like Joker fight as one is. Uh, mm-hmm. so like he, he's ruining everything he loves and he thinks he's like, what did they, what did he do to my family? Sorry, hurt the one I love. And when they finally reveal what's underneath the masks and what's in the uh, under in the plates in front of them, uh, it makes you believe as the reader. And I'll show this here too. Mm-hmm. It is all of 
uh, if it loads. So let me make sure it loads so you can see it. Discord's did it load for you? Because it doesn't show like it loaded for me. I get like a an image PNG and I click on it and it shows up in a different uh, window, which works just fine. All right, cool. So yeah, it shows basically all their faces on ice. So it's the idea that he's cut off all their faces, just like his face is cut off. Um, and so now his family's scarred forever and he couldn't do anything to save them, including his son, like his son's there, the, the Bruce's actual son. Um, oh my God. And so... And what, what, what Joker doesn't realize is, yeah, he, he, they're in the cave system. That's where the Batcave is kind of near. But he's like, I know these caves better than anybody. And he's like, sets the table on fire. He's going to burn them all to death. But he's like, you don't realize, like, I know this better than anybody. I know it better than you. I know it better. Than, you might have lived here for a while, but I just know this place. And so he's able to stop the fire and save his family. And, he, and as he takes off their masks, you realize none of them have their face cut off. It's all like a mind game. Um he's numbed their faces so that it feels like it's gone but like you know you're all fine and joker sets off a bomb though with more joker gas and it affects the whole family and alfred thankfully breaks through the the gas and is able to save the rest of them as batman runs off to stop the joker um Mm -hmm. so they have this long drawn out fight within the cave system and uh and batman's basically had it he's like no we're done we're not doing this anymore Mm -hmm. i'm tired of this i i don't care about you i only care about the people that you've hurt um and he's, he's like i have faith in them they'll take it they'll take care of this they make him stronger and and joker just can't have it. You know, he can't he says he's a liar it's all false and he's like you know what something that we never really talked about before i know who you are i've known who the joker is for the longest time you don't even know your name i know your name um i know the history i know where you come from i know everything about you and he goes to whisper uh joker's name and joker can't handle the idea that batman might know everything or like might even like it might not even be that like you can read that in many different ways mm-hmm. it might not he might not want to relive it he might not even want doesn't remember he doesn't want to remember it so instead of even saying it he pushes batman and falls down a cliff and so you think maybe that's the end of joker y'all know it's never the end of these characters but like that's how it ends is like joker falls down this big ravine um and when bruce grabs the journal that joker had saying that this is all your secrets i know all your secrets it's completely blank He's known nothing. Um, or at least that's what we kind of think. Oh, um, my God. There, I, there, there's a big, big mystery here where he does know all of this because it's revealed later that Bruce went to Arkham after that card shows up in the cave as mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne and puts it up to Joker's um, window and says, hey, you left this at my place. And Joker doesn't register. He just looks past Bruce. And Bruce's whole thing is Joker doesn't, even, doesn't want to know who I am. He won't engage with that idea because if he if you if he um, if he does, it's over. Our relationship's over if he knows who I am. Um, but like mentally, he blocks out anytime he learns. And this kind of comes, wild. yeah, yeah. Um, it comes back later though because there are arcs, especially right now. There's a current Joker Batman arc that's happening right now where, where Joker does know everything. Um, and it it does make it interesting when they play it. The thing, though, is even though he saves everybody and um, and is able to like set everything back in order, Joker's plan still works because of the secrets Bruce has kept and that they learned in this arc. Um, no one wants to interact with him anymore. No one wants to touch him. They're all kind of like, we're done. Our relationships are all, they're all fractured at the end of the story. He mm-hmm. texts them all. It's like, hey, why don't we have 
dinner tonight. Maybe we can all kind of like just as a regular family. And they all text him saying that they're busy, except for his son who loves them. He can't really get away. But um, yeah, even even Dick is like, I I don't think I can hang out right now. <laughs> so it's yeah. like. It's a really upsetting arc and it really strains their relationship for a really long time. And so what Joker really does, yeah, he breaks breaks their bond that they had. Um, and when, and even like, uh, when Damien in the, like, can't really escape him, he even leaves him a note and says, hey, I've decided to train down downstairs. Don't bother me. Oh. I don't, I don't want to talk to you right now. Um, in the, like the final lines, I can read it, the final lines. He calls Dick and he goes, hey, um, I'm just calling to talk to you. He's like, it doesn't matter. Like, don't worry about it. Um, what what did he say to you before like I woke up? Did he say anything to you guys? He goes, it doesn't matter. He's like, it does matter. What did he say? He didn't say anything. He says, um, they didn't even know he was there the entire time. Like he didn't do anything to him. Um, he just messed yeah. with their mind. And this whole time, Bruce, like there's a background kind of story where Bruce is trying to figure out what the toxin is Joker's using because it's, mm-hmm. it's un it's unknown to him this time around. And the last panel, kind of uh, last page, it finally decrypts in the system. And he goes, uh, what is what are the chemicals? And it says, uh, element is 105, and I can't pronounce a chemical name because I'm bad at pronunciation, but it's like other names. And it's called Hanayam uh, or something like that. And he's like, what's the original element symbol? And like the original element symbol for the Joker gas is Ha. Oh my god. And so gosh. it's like a whole joke that's been played on him. And like, the, and this is, there's a lot of reasons why like I like these types of Joker stories is like, no one wins. Even though you can save the lives, like everybody's scarred, and I think that makes Joker very interesting in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, he he, there's many arcs where they talk about the Joker's not there to uh, get riches or even win. He's there to just sow chaos, and as long as he gets a little bit of that, he's happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joker's personality changes. I think this um, this kind of goes to show, um why they're like they they've they've been playing with the idea that there's been three jokers throughout batman's life one's the gangster one's the maniac and one's like the plotter um and that would make sense these would fall into these different categories and definitely how many times the joker survived death but i do think it, it is interesting to play the joker as an entity that just shifts and changes whenever batman needs a different version of him he becomes that different version interesting so that's like the recap of the entire story. Um, and I'm just curious what questions come up when you hear all of that. I'm like, obviously I'm trying to like compare the the blurry notes that I have in my head of previous Joker experiences. Like I, uh, what was it? I like, I'm getting a little bit of the, I think it's the killing joke yeah. energy out of this mm-hmm. Joker. I will admit I could not finish that one. Um, definitely no need to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, otherwise, like in terms of getting uh, like the story and the reaction I got out of it was very good if that was the intention, but I just I couldn't finish it. But um, I'm getting that kind of similar energy out of this Joker a little bit where it's just like this and. In- this insane amount of abusive behavior. Like, I mean, I know he's a he's a villain and he's intentionally doing this shit, but it's also there's this 
storyline of that definitely feels like somebody toxic coming into your life and trying to push you away from your own family and like isolate you and etc etc and it's just like kind of a it's it feels like how do i describe it you know how you know why i like chainsaw man yeah mm-hmm. that same reason but batman like storytelling you know what i mean like you're really raising that intensity for more room to play in and joker's doing that and the writer what's his name again uh scott snyder yeah scott snyder's doing and it's just so incredible but i'm also like so hurt on batman bruce wayne's behalf yeah (laughs) it's it's one of those things where if these were real people he would have retired a long time ago because not even like the physical abuse, it's the emotional toll these things take yeah. on someone. It's, it's unreasonable. And I think the couple of like the more fascinating aspects of it is how much the Joker doesn't want a relationship with the guy who is Batman. He wants a relationship with Batman, the idea of Batman. It, it's the idea of Joker... Yeah, it's like Joker being the entity of evil. He wants to he wants to be in a relationship with the entity of justice or the en- entity of vengeance. Or Bruce isn't just that though. He, in I mean, some comics he is written to be just that, and some people like to play with that idea of what if he gives away the, the identity of Bruce Wayne. But Bruce has always been two people. Um, there, there's a another kind of story. I want to say it's the anime. It's the audio adventures of Batman, where. Hmm. Bruce, um, Bruce messes with the chemicals that made the Joker and he like tries it on himself and realizes it didn't damage his psyche. It just dyed his skin. So it's the idea that the Joker's always been this way. He's just used the accident to give him an excuse. What? Um, yeah, it's the it's it's like he it, and it's like it's like um it it's the kind of Hannibal ish aspect of the Joker. Where it's like. Yeah, he was maybe a guy trying to live a normal life, but now that now that he got scarred vis- visibly and and through um, and through life, he's like, well, now I just have carte blanche to just be a maniac, and no one will really judge me because I look like one. Um, hmm. And so it's interesting to see that idea be played around, um, and that's why I think the fault like his relationship with Batman will never be what he wants because Bruce is Bruce Wayne, and he 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 does care yeah. about who he is i think to ever say bruce bruce is the mask to batman is um i i get why some authors would say that or some creatives would say that bruce is the mask but it does a big disservice to why bruce does this even in the first place and that's because he lost somebody he lost it's a very human aspect of him that he lost um so i i think that's kind of where joker's plan falls apart he's he, he can't see the human side of what batman is he doesn't actually see. Oh my god! No, that's so that's so poetic. I can't. <laughs> it's so um, good, but like not not good, but it's yeah, it's but it's so it's, good. It's really powerful, like storytelling, right? Like yeah. It's, and I and that's what like even the worst Batman comics have something, but but there is a reason why Batman's always published because there's eventually there's there's an arc that happens where something like this gets made. Um. I I think Batman comics right now might be the strongest they've been in a minute because like every one of the series has a really cool idea going on in it. Um, And I Mm -hmm. think the people who engage with the duality of everything and how hard these relationships have to be to work um, 
make mm-hmm. comics fun. They make them wordy. They make them a bit melodramatic. But I think um, people are a little too scared of melodrama nowadays. Nah, just drown in it, swim in it, join me. <laughs> this is the pool I want to be in, full of melodrama. Yeah. Um, one aspect that I think is really interesting from this that kind of is a harder thing for Bruce to escape from the the aftermath of it all is his relationship with Alfred and Damien. Um, oh yeah. When in in the side comics, each one of them focuses on a different member of the Bat family. So it focuses on Batgirl, um, Nightwing, uh, Damien, who was Robin at the time, Red Robin, Tim Drake, and Red Hood. Um, that it focuses on each one of them, and Joker's going after a very specific part of their lives. In Barbara's case, he's going after her mother, um, and also triggering her PTSD from killing Joe. Um, and and it's a really oh cathartic God. story for Barbara because she kind of gets over it, not gets over it, but she like kind comes of to, yeah. comes to terms with it and puts it puts it to bed. Yeah. Um, for Dick, he goes after the circus that he comes from and the people in it. Um, for uh. Tim and um, Aunt Tim and um, Jason. He goes after Jason's kind of trauma from dying by his hand at one point and then coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, but he goes after yeah. he goes after both of their fathers because uh, they both of them have father issues. Where the fathers kind of father Tim issues. couldn't save his father and uh, Jason really hated his father. So he goes after kind of those ideas um, at the same time. So it's a duality thing with those two, which is very interesting because those two are the closest Robins to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for Damien, he goes after Batman himself. He makes uh, he he dresses a, no. another inmate as Batman and has him attack attack Damien. It's like the only way you're getting out of this is to kill your dad. Um, oh. and that's and I think something Damien's been fighting too is the urge to kill that he's been trained to do, and how much Bruce does not like that. Um, but also like having to escape by by fighting someone that looks like his dad. He thinks it is his dad for the longest time, and the Joker reveals it isn't. But um, yeah, it, it's a very traumatic thing, and and the aftermath issue of Batman and Robin that happens is all through him, Batman, Bruce, Damian, and Alfred all kind of having nightmares of the experience, but then waking up and rebonding to each other. Hmm. That's so much for them to go through. Yeah, the babies. Well, they're um, not babies, but yeah, I th- I think another uh, fun in quotes aspect of this is the whole joker not having a face um, yeah tr- actually. throughout this entire arc it doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you cut off your face like some, something has to heal <laughs> over that if you survive that i feel like something grows back so there's a little bit of like comic book shenanigans happening there um because every time he shows up without like the face or the face gets knocked off there is like muscle that gets like teased um yeah. in that there's also like, um, let me find. There's an image from the Batman and Robin. The Batman and Robin uh, side storyline has some of the grossest art <laughs> for this like. version of the Joker because the artist is just so good. Um, he really plays around with it, and it's the idea that the, the face that he he stole from GCPD is like old, <laughs> and so it's going to be rotted. It's going to be gross. Oh. Um, so like he plays around with that a bit that like he's dealing with a really gross it's a gross person that he's dealing with right now uh, um like i'll send one more image um that's i might have so... to i might have to go back and like put these as spoilers because they are pretty i mean they, they sold these to kids but they're still pretty gross they sold these to kids 
Yeah. Um, That's art's insane. Yeah, it's real serial killer type stuff happening in 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 this arc with um the Joker. And I like the idea of his face being gone, not only to kind of allude that there is maybe multiple Jokers out there, which I think is still a very silly storyline, but if played with the right hands, it could be fun. Um, but the idea that he is such an entity in himself, like people might just put on the Joker face and become this maniac. Um, I think I like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there in the, in the arc that follows after this, a kind of another tease is the idea that the Joker's the devil himself. Um, the devil? Yeah. There's a lot of backups in that arc where they're like evidence of the Joker being around for a very long time in like photos and things like that. I mean, it mm-hmm. always comes out that that, that isn't the case. He is a human. He's a man. He's just a very, a very lucky man. Um, lucky but I do man. like the idea of Joker just being an entity that will always haunt the streets of Gotham and the world in some ways. Hmm. I feel like there that alone could get its own like dissertation. Yeah, you know uh, I mean? yeah. Um, Roma, I won't <laughs> get too in the weeds of this. Have you ever? Do you have you read any Shakespeare at all? Uh, I did in in high school and college, but at the time, it wasn't in an environment that was uh, conducive for me to remember a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but I have read my share of uh ye old literature, if you will. Did you read did you ever read Othello? No. That's still I have no idea what happens in Othello. <laughs> um Othello is one is probably my favorite Shakespeare play next to maybe Julius Caesar. Um and one of the biggest things is I I like <laughs> I like a little freak. I like, like I think everybody does, but I like a little freak that is whose whole purpose in life is to ruin a good man. Um, oh my god! And that's Iago's character. And there's a and I wrote a whole paper about Iago maybe being the devil. Um, but Joker is Batman's Iago too, like his Othello. Like Batman tries to be a good man. He tries his hardest to ride that line mm-hmm. uh, between good and and and, and darkness. Uh, and and Joker's whole purpose in life is like, can I get him to just to, to not even like fully cross the line, but kind of get him to step over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's a, it's a really fun idea um, that doesn't really come to fruition in the comics until like the seventies. Um, hmm. I feel like people, I mean, I mean, comic book fans are always, would always be like pushing up their glasses and being like, I'm actually, but there's a, there's a funny <laughs> time that most of the Joker's like history until the mid seventies was, he was just a bank robber. Um, yeah, and then event, and then eventually he just became a prankster. Like, there's a whole great, there's a really fun comic where <laughs> Joker's whole thing is, um, I just want to, I just really want to, I really want to prank Batman. <laughs> I really want to just get one over him. Um, and then it's when Joker finally comes back in the comics. He was gone for a long time. The, the Adam West show kind of ruined him for a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. to like readers, they thought he was a joke. Yeah. Um, when they finally brought him back, they made him a serial killer. Um. And it was a very dark turn for comics at the time. Um, so it's it's a pretty I mean, it's 50 years at this point, but it, it, in the legacy of, a, of an 80 year old character, it's it's still kind of recent. Right. Um, so yeah. I finally I have one more like really upsetting panel from that comic that I think is very, very interesting. I'm going to highlight where the Joker is in this panel because he's a little hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me, let me get that real fast. 
Um, I'll, I'll push it in the chat. But uh, he's just yeah, he's a scamp. He's a, he's a, he's an a gross evil scamp, and I, and that's why I think he's kind of endearing. I, I totally understand Joker burnout too. Like he's a lot, and the people every every long running comic book writer who writes Batman eventually uses Joker in some way. It's yeah. hard to escape him. But uh, I think he has a lot of interesting stories. I think in, th- in this story is one not what really got me back into comics. I was already still reading them. But it's what got me back into really thinking about them and thinking about how narratives are structured um, and thinking about how comics can be more than just a couple of, especially the big two, DC and Marvel. It's, it made, made me realize how much if you have a good writer and a good artist and um, a really a really sharp idea, these things can become teachable pieces of the literature. Like I think you can I, I think about this stuff all the time and I'm rambling a lot and there's i know there's ideas i had earlier today that i've forgotten that i wanted to bring up Oh no! because there's so many it's full of so many ideas and it's full of so mm-hmm. many concepts um it's something that you could talk about for a really long time oh yeah i'm like it's you know when you think about um how small we are in terms of the universe yeah. Sometimes I, I, I'm not like that grand of scale, but definitely in, in terms of like all the possibilities that there is with Joker and Batman, I guess specifically, um, all the good, all the bad. Like it's kind of wild to think of all the different multiverse AU kind of scenarios, all these lives that they've led together in fiction this is insane to think about <laughs> it it really goes to the current story arc and i might talk about this one down the road if it ends really well but the current story arc is batman um grant morrison who's a really great writer they when they did their batman arc they brought their whole thing is every comic that's ever been written is canon that's how they kind of approach writing comics um mm. so there's this really fun kind of like zany golden age batman story where he goes to another place he gets teleported to another planet and there's a batman of that planet he's an alien and he's he's purple he's a purple cape and like a red shirt and he's batman of zur r l or something like that i'm probably saying it wrong um when grant morrison's run they bring back that concept of that batman but what it is actually is a second personality within bruce a safeguard bruce is put inside his mind so if bruce wayne the man um ever falters if his brain if his mind ever breaks and someone tries to crack into it that personality comes out and it's just batman it's pure batman there's no more bruce wayne when that personality comes out um and it gets triggered in that arc and things happen and so the current story arc is telling with that right now where that personality secretly made a weapon um that that if batman ever kills it it activates and it kills batman and so that whole arc is very interesting. I like that arc a lot, actually. That's called, I think it's called Safeguard. Um, but what, since he brings that personality out to try to stop that machine, because um, the machine thinks Batman killed somebody, but he really did it. That's, I mean, that's how a plot goes, I guess. Um, <laughs> that personality has been like slowly festering throughout the rest of these arcs and trying to make itself more pronounced. And it's mm-hmm. finally hit a point where it's taken over and its goal is to just kill the Joker um he's like i'll finally do the thing you can never do kind of thing um and i, I wanted to see how that plays out but i do find that interesting of batman like fully losing control and finally like doing the deed 
Um, because there's so many times where he wants to, and there's so and like this is one of them where he doesn't he doesn't do it, but if if he was pushed a little harder, he might. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in the original Death of the Family where he kills Jason, uh, Death in the Family where he kills Jason, um, mm-hmm. he almost goes after the Joker to kill him, and Superman stops him, and the only way Superman really stops him is Batman punches Superman and breaks his breaks his hand, uh, to get all of his anger out. So he just straight up like knocks Superman in the jaw and just breaks his hand. Superman's like, I see that you've broken every bone in your hand. He's like, Yeah, and I'm fine. <laughs> like, I'll deal Yo. with it. <laughs> so there's so very... many bones in there. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a whole other thing, just talking about Superman and Batman's relationship. I find that very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and every writer tackles that very differently too. Mm-hmm. Um But uh I think the other thing that I don't have a ton to say but I find it interesting and I wonder why we're still so drawn to it is Batman keeping secrets from everybody. Yeah. Why'd he do that? Why he had bad communication? <laughs> yeah. And it's definitely gotten worse recently than it was a while ago. People, the writers have really dug into Batman being a lone wolf in a lot of things. And I think it's the idea that he is the center of this family and he has to, he can't get it out of his head that he has to be not perfect because he no one's perfect and he even he knows he's not perfect, but mm-hmm. having to be so strong for them because he's he's created them in a lot of ways and he doesn't want to fail them. So it's the Ooh. idea of keeping the secret so they don't know where he's kind of faltered and uh... shaking up their confidence. But when they eventually come out, they do shake his confidence. That's the whole point of this arc, right? At the end, they all kind of like, oh, we're done with you for a while. We, we can't, you're toxic to us right now. Um, and then him being back being alone. Ooh, okay. That's hitting me emotionally in like a therapeutic way. I'm like, ooh, yep, no. <sighs> Fuck, poor, yeah. poor baby. <laughs> and I think that also kind of plays into the stuff currently happening is Alfred's been dead for a really long time in the comics. What? And I, and I, and I don't, uh yeah i think the last story arc that we talked about we talked mostly about the romance between catwoman and bat and batman uh-huh. but that story arc ends with alfred dying in right before like the end no. of that. Um, and he's been dead since then and that's been about i want to say like five years now it's been a really long time surprisingly um and there's never been a moment in the comics where the writers have let bruce deal with that um there's wow. been moments where he's acknowledged it and he's kind of had breakdowns about it but he's never really like sad. Like there's never been an issue where Batman deals with that emotion. And you can say that it's happened off panel or whatever, but I feel like it's really important that we haven't visually seen it. Yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah. Especially in terms of like grief, like I can kind of get that where maybe he, he just blocks that shit out. There's too much going on, but yeah, that's got to overflow at some point. I mean, when Damien died and when and when Jason died, <laughs> it's so funny to say that because they're still alive in the comics now because characters just don't stay dead in comics. But when these two characters died, the first one being Jason, there's a whole story arc afterwards where Batman is losing control and he is going too hard. And um, that's where Tim shows up because Tim figures out who Batman is. He's like, he needs a Robin to keep him straight. He needs a Robin to... <laughs> No, it's funny to say that when there's a lot of queer subtext with Batman and Robin early on. But uh, he, needs a, he needs a Robin to keep him like level-headed. Yeah. To tell him that he's going too far. And Dick, you can't be that because you need to be your own guy now. But I'll let me do it. And that's why Tim shows up. Um, 
and then when Damien dies, they have they one they let Batman mourn on page. Um, let me see if I can find it. I don't know if I ever really want to fully deep dive Damien's death. Like, it's a very complicated story. Yeah. Uh, but when Damien gets killed, they do have this image where Bruce cathartically holds his costume and like mourns the death of his son, his his blood son. Um, and then there's a whole arc after that where he's chasing every lane he can to bring Damien back. And it, it, it's, uh, it's in the Batman and Robin comic. So he's te- they're teaming him up with different members of Justice League and different members of his family. And every time they team up, they're telling him, you can't do this. You need to stop. You need to like let him go. He's gone. You can't bring him back. Um, and Damien comes back for other reasons down the road. But I like that. Mm-hmm. So, but, the, but you can let Batman mourn. They've done it twice, but they've not let him mourn Alfred. There's been moments where he's been talking to the family, talking about Alfred's death. There's moments where he breaks down at Alfred's grave, but we've never had a full arc where he's processed that. Um, yeah. And so I think that's maybe what led him down to the current status that he's at right now, where he's so kind of on, off the reservation again. Um, so I, that's way off topic from the death of the family storyline, but I do find that interesting that Alfred is also a key point of keeping batman batman and keeping bruce wayne bruce wayne yeah 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 yeah. i'm ooh, i would love to see that though like the day-to-day morning of that like i don't love to see it in terms of like i would love to see him suffer but i like in a storyline artistic way i think that would be very interesting actually nice i i think that's something missing from a lot of comics is I feel like we got a lot of out-of-costume stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they can't be the hero out-of-costume. There's a lot of fun Bruce Wayne being Batman secretly. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorites is, like, he can't show... He like he gets he gets held up hostage at a party in the Grant Morrison run. Uh, I believe it's the Grant Morrison run. And he can't be Batman, because if, if, he be, if Bruce Wayne all of a sudden has all these great karate moves, people are like, that's weird. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a little strange. But he has a hot dog and mustard in his hand. So what he does is he squirts mustard in the robber's eye and blinds him and then does all the Kung Fu stuff, right? Um, so like it's stuff like that you can you can really play around with. Um, and people are just way more interested in keeping them in costume. Um, my whole thing is like it's more fun to see Batman or Bruce be Batman outside of costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally. Oh yeah. Um, see that and try to be sneaky. Yeah, and I think the like some people's favorite moments is like in the comic Kingdom Come is like Bruce, Clark, and Diana being out of costume eating at a diner, and all around the diner is uh, memorabilia of them, and they're like, "This is weird. This is this weird. <laughs> this is pretty weird." Pretty um, so weird. That stuff is fun. <laughs> um, may- maybe if we ever deviate from me talking about Batman, I could talk about the current run of Wonder Woman that's happening because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of fun stuff that of Wonder Woman's uh, daughter. And mm. Damien and uh, John, who's Superman's son, have to babysit her because they're older. Mm. Um, that, that's a lot of fun. That's been happening. But there's not enough, I feel like, to fill up an hour talking about that yet. No. Um, oh, so, yeah, I, like I, I feel like I'm exhausted currently death of the family. But is, is there any other aspects of what I've said that you might want me to drill down on more? <clears throat> I'm trying to think. There's, how do I, they have thoughts, but they're spaghetti right now. 
and they're all fighting each other to talk first. So that's where I'm like processing a little bit. I can give a tease when I eventually talk about uh, Bruce and um, Jason's relationship because I find that relationship also very interesting. Absolutely. Um, my hot take about Jason Todd is he should have stayed a villain. Um, yeah, I think I think Red Hood Red Hood good guy is uh, put him in a really boring status quo in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. Um, but I do think that it does come sometimes create interesting dynamics between Bruce and him. Um, but making keeping Jason not even like a full full villain, but at least like a really dark antihero, which they had really turned away from, um, is is a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. Did, did you did you watch um Under the Red Hood, the really famous Batman animated movie? No, I've seen like little clips here and there from it, but and I could be confusing it with something else also. Mm-hmm. But um I don't know cuz I know Tony really really uh enjoys Batman as well. I don't get him to talk about it enough, but I feel like he has to have talked about it or watched a video around me about it. I would definitely like seek out that animated movie to get a little more of like the darker Red Hood side of things. Because mm-hmm. the first time Jason comes back is that story arc and they adapt it pretty well into the animated movie. Nice. And Jensen Ackles plays Jason in that. Yeah. Um, Neil Patrick Harris plays uh, Dick in that. What? I, I want to say it's Kevin Conroy's Batman still, but the Joker is um, Jake the Dog from uh, John, Di- John DiMaggio from. Yeah. Uh, and he plays a and Joker's pretty nasty in that too. Um, so I think it's a very fun movie. But the comic's really, really, really good. Um, written by Judd Winnick and I want to say drawn by Doug uh Minky. Judd Winnick is one of my favorite writers who doesn't write a lot of mainstream comics anymore, and I kinda miss him. But uh his Batman run is phenomenal. Um Oof. the problem is it ends right when they re- reboot a bunch of stuff, and so like he doesn't really get to have an ending. It the, the, his Red Hood storyline ends with uh a bomb going off and you don't know if any of them survive, and then it just kind of resets itself through comic shenanigans so we don't really get an ending to that storyline um i feel like that sometimes that's kind of what you gotta do but at the same time i feel like they could have done something with that yeah it'd be nice if they had like a full conclusion and maybe there is one that i just never have come across but it, it kind of ends with all three of them dying with jason uh bruce and joker which is kind of poetic uh mm-hmm. it's just definitely not an ending they could stick with if, so maybe joe winnick's like if we're rebooting can i just do the ending where they all die and then we kind of pretend like they didn't <laughs> um but in that in that storyline i think it kind of plays to what makes bruce and jason's uh relationship so interesting post him coming back from the dead and this is just my thesis for it i won't like deep dive it but bruce is just uh ashamed of it all and okay. he, he he will not admit that to jason i mean there's times where he's kind of admitted it to jason but he won't fully confront jason about how much he's failed him um and and, and jason also doesn't really want to engage on how much he's he's failed bruce um Mm -hmm. so it's very fun to watch them kind of struggle through emotions and the most recent thing bruce did to jason i feel like it's pretty unforgivable um so i'm curious how other authors uh, will do that and the the last story arc he thought jason was too much of a hothead which is funny coming from batman um (laughs) that he messed with jason's endorphins um and so anytime jason had adrenaline spikes he would automatically trigger his fear like his fear clans basically or whatever they're called um so every time he would get amped to fight crime all of a sudden he'd be terrified Yo. <laughs> and, 
and everybody's like what did you do to jason and he's like don't worry about it i just made it so he would not be a, an issue anymore um Ooh, it's, yeah, wow. it's it's really it's, i feel like it's an unforgivable move by bruce and i don't know how everybody's yeah. gonna deal with that down the road um jason has overcome that very quickly by just pushing through but yeah it feels like that's an unsalvageable relationship from that move so i'm really curious Ooh. if any writer will touch that story arc again Ugh. yeah it's one of those things where it's either going to be addressed in a really bad way addressed in a really great way or just forgotten about and never addressed again <laughs> i can't i can't recover from this let's move yeah. on <laughs> yeah it's a, yeah I, i'm sorry to bring to a really weird dark place for a second no um, you're you're uh no i there's i know definitely there's going to be like times where you know oh i can't handle heavy right now but there's definitely something super fascinating about watching people deal with some incredible circumstances. Yeah. And um, the ability to like reflect on it, you know, like, yeah, it's a much more intense version of whatever my mundane bullshit is, but there's still things to learn from it. Even if the characters themselves are making sometimes super poor decisions. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I kind of since I've already kind of digged into three of the relationships, I'll 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 kind of end my because I don't want to keep you up too late either, but uh, I'll wrap up with like quick theses on the last three of the Bat family and, and Bruce's relationships with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think he still sees all of them as children in some ways, but him and Dick Ooh. have already become like brothers. Uh, he said it himself multiple times that like more than my son who I adopted. Who he's actually has adopted Dick. I think out of all oh of them, he's the only one he's really adopted. Um, you're he's his brother. He's the one that's like, I come to you when things are too hard. Other than like Alfred, like you are the person. So it, that also makes it hard when their relationship gets rocky because like, oh no, it's like it's it's just a long time like family member like falling out with them. Um, and I think something that played in the more recent arc is Dick getting mad. Um, we don't we don't really get to see him being mad, and when he's mad at Bruce, it's very very interesting and um it's an interesting dynamic um there's that really yeah. famous comic panel that's been memed of batman slapping dick um that and, hey, yeah that, yeah that's a really famous comic scene where he just loses control for a second um and in this run in the new 52 the in the court of owls when i want to say he punches dick in the face uh when he's losing his cool and then later oh. on in the nightwing comic dick punches him back <laughs> so like they have they like they he he doesn't take it from Bruce anymore, which is good. That's um, good. But I think I think the relationship as a brothers uh, is more really interesting as the father son. Um, yeah. With Barbara, it's weird because she does have a dad, um, and it's a dad who basically knows what she's doing. Um, Jim's not dumb, so it's very interesting. This he sees I think Barbara more than as as a daughter in the animated series. And any like legacy animated series stuff, it's very creepy because they because Bruce Tim really wants them to have sex with each other. And the yeah. later Batman cartoons and in Batman Beyond and any like of the extended stuff, it's very apparent. Um, so I don't engage with any of that because I think it's, that's all wrong. Um, but in the comics, I feel like Bruce sees Barbara as um, a lifeline and a partner in that way, especially when she's Oracle basically his hub to keep him informed about everything going on mm -hmm. um i think at his point he's like realizes he couldn't do anything about barbara and she's if not smarter than him she's just as smart as him and she's just as clever as him mm -hmm. um 
and then Tim is like the only other Robin I think that he sees as a son still. Um, but Tim is the person he wants to take the cow when he retires. But Tim mm-hmm. is Tim doesn't want it. Um, Man, there in like the first few issues of the main Nightwing series back when it was created in the nineties. There's a whole thing where like where Tim talks to Dick. He's like he's like you you wanted uh you wanted to like be more you wanted to, to be out of the shadow i just wanted to be his robin i don't want to be batman or anything like i plan on retiring from this job at some point i don't want to do this forever you and him are built different than i am but um there's been many future stories where where, where tim is is batman so like there's some kind of future event that seems to be pulling him to the cow at some point Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a lot of thoughts about that, but those are my like writerly thoughts that if I were considering Batman, I might play with. Um, mm-hmm. But I do find that interesting. Tim's like, I'm just here to be support, and Bruce sees him as you're kind of my heir. Other than like my blood son, I feel like you're the best heir because you're he's he's smarter than Bruce, he's better detective than Bruce, um, he's a little more compassionate and emotionally stable than Bruce. He just might not be as skilled of a fighter as Bruce is, but that's debatable. Um, hmm. so people will debate that uh the only thing tim doesn't have is the coldness right but that's not a bad thing it's just something that makes bruce different than everybody else it's yeah. like when uh dick was batman for a while he was a very warm batman and a very caring batman where bruce could just can't really be that so yeah. it's very interesting the kind of dynamics between them all Ooh. all right well, i talked about one of my favorite story arcs and then i kind of and dissertations on everybody's relationships. No, it's, I'm I'm actively fascinated, and my brain goes, "You the it's remembering another uh, YouTube long form essay uh, about um, super powered fathers and their uh, the the sort of mantle that their sons have to carry on." And I'm gonna point directly at Goku. Um, yeah, that situation. It's it's definitely a very interesting like realm to play in in terms of writing, but mm-hmm. uh, again, one of those like my 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 whole body like if I I can't watch horror movies because I always put myself in the character's shoes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it'll get me psychologically or the flinch like ah like tab two. So but when I watch or when I watch or read anything like emotionally, like now I'm in the shoes of like, Oh no, I'm the parent trying to make my kid into Batman or oh no, my parents are trying to make me into Batman. And I'm- yeah, <laughs> this is so I, wild. I, I think what's interesting is there's a couple things that have kind of gone the way of the Dodo in comics. One is mm-hmm. thought bubbles. Um, I find it funny that thought bubbles are gone and there's yeah. a lot of discussion of why thought bubbles disappeared. And it's really because it's kind of a silly idea. Um, the the narrative caption is way more um, format friendly and also like reads better to people's minds. Thought bubbles, you're like, well, why can't I read their thoughts this way? Where captions, you're like, oh, they're narrating the story. That's why I know their thoughts. Um, I very mm. I find it very funny. The only comic recently I know I can think of that has thought bubbles is Thor. Um, yeah, and it's very funny to read what Thor's thinking all the time in the current Thor run, but uh, it feels very reminiscent of old times. The other thing that's kind of disappeared is psychics. Um, a lot of modern heroes or newer heroes don't have sidekicks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it was like they were sidekicks were invented to be a thing that um, it brings in younger readers. But I think now that comics aren't really m- main comics are really focused on younger readers, which is another whole debate. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the remaining sidekicks that are 
in canon and they're not unshakable or the relationships like Superman being married and not having a son, things like that. I find Mm -hmm. superheroes that have families to be a very interesting idea. And you get to see even way more of their personalities because writers are now playing with that a lot more. Oh yeah. Like Superman's whole deal with Lois and, uh, uh, Khan and John, uh, like, how does Khan fit into things? Because he's a clone of Superman and Lex Luthor. He doesn't feel like Superman's son, and now Superman has a son. Like, that whole thing's very interesting to me. I didn't even know about this. Yeah, right? And then, like, Supergirl, right? Like, she's his cousin, but, like, who needs two Supermen in the world? So, like, it's it's very interesting, like, those dynamics. And how do you, like, how do you compare yourself to someone who's literally that perfect? Is also very interesting. Um, yeah, that that's a whole other tangent I could talk about for a little too long tonight. Dude, um, uh, for, you need a YouTube channel. I need to put you on a little pedestal and let you <laughs> if, talk. If, if I had time to research and write scripts and edit, I I would do something. But this is a fun outlet for me whenever you invite me back on. Absolutely, literally. Oh my. Mm. Yep. No, I need it. I need this shit. Um. Because I, I know that we're we're kind of in the wrap up stage, but like, mm-hmm. I, I love how the comics is a medium that I don't really get to spend a lot of time in. Um, and if I do, like I said, it's like maybe the like animated series or the movies, but um, that was so long ago. It's been far too long, and so I'm like really getting to sit in this like. I I want to call it soup. I don't know if soup's the right word, but I'm just in a little soup of emotions of like I got uh sh- like shotgun speed ran uh big feelings in the Batman series and I'm like is he okay? Yeah. <laughs> Lay down. Um but it's so good it's so impactful and I love that in the writing. I love that. I love that the art is so like I mean I don't even it's it feels cliche to be like there's so much motion and the color's great. I love the line work, but I but I do, I do feel this strongly about how like the story is presented and this is not something you could very easily do uh in terms of live action or or animation series. Yeah. yeah. Like all the especially lately, like anytime they adapt a new storyline, animation has gotten so cheap for the direct to video kind of market that they they, they yeah. used to uh if you watch the early dc movies they tried really hard to adapt styles of the artists who made the original comics they don't even try now mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so like even that you lose a lot of that flavor um but i yeah, kind of touching about just like comics are like they're so interesting it's it's why one, i appreciate this show so much but it's <laughs> kind of how i think about stuff in general is the media we consume video games movies tv shows music comics books paintings whatever it's whatever it is at the level you engage it at um when people kind of like fight that comics or literature uh is always silly to me it's like Mm -hmm. yeah everything's kind of literature if you're engaging it as such um but comics are also just comic books if someone just wanted to read this at a service level it's a really fun comic um but it's when you want to engage it into a deeper level that it becomes something more but it doesn't have to be. And no one needs to write it to be. You just need to write it as something. Um, I think as writers go and as artists go, like you want to make something that you think is fun. Or yeah. something that you think is interesting. But it doesn't have to be deeper than that unless someone really wants to engage into that. And you can layer that stuff in, but you don't have, no one's forced to find it. Um, yeah. 
So that's that's why again I like the show so much and listening to it is because everybody that's on it, <laughs> that's kind of their whole thing, right? Is they're engaging everything to that level. Mm-hmm. Um and so it makes things that I never thought about. It's like, oh yeah, that is super interesting. I, I never really thought about things that way. Um yeah. yeah. Romo, you're uh, doing the Lord's work. Oh thank you. I I've I'm freaking you know it's this how do I I have words. Whenever people give me compliments, I just fucking die a little bit. Like, I melt. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, with this show, like, I never... This is how I live my life. Like, whenever I engage, like, a YouTube video or if someone's person-to-person, like, telling me about this thing that they love, like, my whole being wants to be, like in their shoes like i want to experience it how you're experiencing it i want to understand it i want to try to take my experiences and apply it to that and like how i want to see it through your eyes you know yeah and it's so freaking like i every every single time like i record an episode i i shut down my computer and i go to tony and i'm like tony I'm going to try to recap everything to you <laughs> really fast cuz this is so interesting it's so ah no I I'm I'm honored to be here. I'm so glad that Moonshot said yeah do this podcast because I wouldn't know half the shit I know and wouldn't have like it, it's expanded my thought horizons so much of like how I approach things you know yeah. like if uh and it's not just with media like we've talked more we talked about history on this show we've talked about music um we've talked about science uh even like the episode with um the surgical uh technologist week like mm-hmm. i've never thought about the back of the house of a hospital as much as i should have before um i fucking love this show <laughs> it's very fun very fun to listen to you. thank you for letting me rant for a little bit <laughs> thank you for being here like oh i need to read some more batman comics What's funny? What's funny about this is like, don't even get me started on Spider Man. Oh my god, I need to have a Spider Man episode. I Spider Man. I don't, so I don't good. need to clog up all your comic episodes, but I'm willing to talk about literally any comic book character. Just throw one, and I have a take. I it, you know what? I'd love to put you and Tony in a room together to talk <laughs> about Spider Man. I'd love to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> we'll make it happen. I don't know. I may or may not cut out that little chunk to keep it as a surprise, but oh, yeah. or I'll leave it in there so people can egg us on to make us happen. <laughs> but I think that would be so good. I love how your brain works. I'm going to keep telling you every single time we talk that I need you to have a YouTube platform. So or you. I, need, I need you to keep doing this <laughs> at whatever pace you want. <laughs> Maybe one day I figure out how to do that and do my job and that'd be fun. But I got the, the whole YouTube idea I had is out of spite too. So like that's the best way to make anything. Spite? I, I love yeah, spite. I saw a two-hour Batman video that made me mad. And I was like, I need to build a platform to rebut this. And now I'm kind of over like rebutting it, but I still think it's a bad, it's a bad video. You know, um i I have I don't know what happened in the news, but something happened in the news recently where somebody did a four-hour video being mad about something. Oh yeah, and- definitely. I watched that. It was a lot of fun. I have no idea what happened, and so I need to, I need to look into that. That's that's the energy I got out of it of like, okay, cracks knuckles. Yeah. 
It, um, yeah, I won't go into details. It was just someone being like, I think these Batman stories are bad. And here's why I'm like, you're just wrong. You're like, it's simple. You're wrong. But that's all opinion, too. So I kind of got over it. But it's like, you're allowed to be wrong, but I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Yeah. Oh, goodness. My third cat I haven't told you about yet, or I may have. Axel was very upset that he wasn't part of the podcast. The fourth chair. Yes, there's I. uh, I really need to get them their own little like phones to attach to their collars. (laughs) They'll join the conversation. They don't know what we're talking about, but it'll be fine. Oh, I don't want to keep you up much later, though, because it is late on your end. Yeah, I do need to go night night, but I'm in I'm in the auto zone. Um, so then that means uh, you know what? This works out because we're getting towards the end of the season. So that just means you'll be back on sooner. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me when I'll appear. <laughs> you get the the uh, the discord message and it's just like, where are you? Get over here <laughs> the now. Light. It's my own bat light. It's just the discord. <laughs> It's a little like that little red one that shows up next to the icon. I'm kind of I wanted to use like a feature. I definitely want to talk about Endgame, which is the other Joker storyline that I talked about in this that Ooh. comes after this. That's what it's called. Um, and it kind of solves the Batman, the Batman Joker relationship in a very fun way, I think. Um, a, a kind of romantic way. <laughs> but I won't talk about it. Um, but after that, if you have me on for a fourth time, I think I want to talk about one of the Batman movies or like three of them in one episode. That would be good. Now, and then this is how we accidentally create a whole uh, side project called Hyperfix or Hypercomic. Yeah, it's just you throwing people at me to talk about. <laughs> it's just like, hey, <laughs> excuse me. It's just like, hey, come listen to this shit. This shit's great. <laughs> Put me and Riley in a room. It's like, hey, Riley, Riley Jesse, talk about Green Lantern. <laughs> Please. Every time, every time Riley goes on about Green Lantern, I'm like, I should want to talk about Riley. <laughs> talk to Riley about Green Lantern now. I want to talk about. I want to do it now. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what we can make happen. We'll see what magic can happen. I need to get Riley on this show. This is a call out post. Riley, get on <laughs> my show, please. If you want to, only if you want to. <laughs> oh, goodness, is there? Um, as we're wrapping up, is there any yeah. other closing thoughts that you'd like to? Uh talk about in regards to the the man of bats i've many i'm always thinking about him he's always in the back of my brain he's um, always there i have ram in my brain that's just batman and the ram that have things that i'm like i forgot what this is i'll remember it later <laughs> the other ram yeah i have two sticks of ram 16 gigs just for batman and they're running hot <laughs> <sighs> no that's how i feel about um vtubing right now i completely understand i'm i got uh, there's there's two two like the what is it called the cpu 50 50 mm-hmm. it's like whatever else i'm doing and the 50 vtubing software i love it it's good stuff maybe i'll make an episode on it someday where um i'm so bad at transitions oh you're fine if I had a segue, like the actual segues, it would just fucking collapse. <laughs> um, where can we find you on the internet if we wanted to ask you more things about Batman or comics in general? Yeah, I mean, I'm currently everywhere 
basically everywhere in some for- form of my username, which is sleeper of the bed. Um, I think you can find it most places that way. Uh, mm-hmm. Tumblr might be where it's not that because I don't post much on there. Um, you can also find me in the hyperfixation discord. <laughs> like if you want to ask me a Batman question, just post it or a convo yeah. question, post it and I'll definitely catch it and reply. Um, yeah. you can also like, I have a movie podcast with my friend Matthew. We do uh, called Free Reeling It. And Roma, if there's ever a movie you want to talk about, feel free to let me know. We can figure that out. Ooh. Um, we no have, cap. yeah, anytime we have guests on, they make us watch weird stuff and we appreciate it. Uh, but we literally, like, our rule is we just know there's no rule. Like, we'll watch anything unless it's by someone who's a really terrible person. We probably won't watch that. Yeah. Um, no valid. So, yeah, that's basically all I'm doing. Um, if you're curious about my writing, um, I write all my poems. I put tend to post on Instagram, same name. So if you ever want to curious about what that is, but I have a couple of self-published books. You can also just DM me asking about that. One of them, Roma's done the amazing cover for it. It's my first novel that I put out earlier this it's year. So good. I, 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 I was showing it off so hard. I was like, look, look at this book, read it. It's so good. You should read it. The minor hyperfixation of mine, which is just writing. <laughs> That's where uh 25% of the other Ram goes. Yeah. Yeah, that's where that's where I'm everywhere. And that, uh, yes. Yeah, so definitely, if you need, if you, it, come to the Discord to talk about Batman. Do it now, um, for the listeners out there. Um, but if you need to a reminder about where to find me in this podcast as an entire whole, um, you can find me on the internet at I appreciate your butt at the Twitter dot com. Um, that is I A P P R E C I the number eight B U T T. Um, and you can find me there, uh, with that at Tumblr, um, Blue Sky and TikTok. Uh, and you can find this podcast as an entire whole at the Hyperfix pod on Twitter, Tumblr, Blue Sky, TikTok. Um, we even have a red bubble. If you want to go look at our stuff in there, some stickers and whatnot. You can also, uh, check out our Patreon where you two can support this podcast and get stuff early if you so desire. Um, and that's patreon.com forward slash the hyperfixation. Speaking of Patreon, thank you to our patrons, Morgan Gate 11. You are a precious gift from God, and I love you. Um, we also have Flow. Flow is amazing. Flow is one of the reasons I keep going on in life, and Flow supports us on Patreon. Hey, it's Ken is also one of our patrons. We love Ken. That means you probably also love Ken. We also have Becky Scott Fairley. Becky Scott Fairley is here and we're winning and we're grinning. We're having a good time over at the Patreon. And last but definitely not least, we have Ver. Thank you, Ver, for supporting our show. It has been wonderful to have you around all this time. And I hope you continue to stay. Thank you again, my patrons. I love you. Also, thank you to the Moonshot Network for supporting this show. Um, Moonshot uh, has a insane amount of amazing podcasts to check out, and you can see all of them at moonshotpods.com or checking out the Twitter at moonshotpods on the twitter.com um, or Blue Sky or Tumblr. Um, I also want to thank our artist for the intro and outro music. That is Offuscate, O-F-U-S-K-A-T-E. You can check them out on uh, Twitter, Tumblr, maybe definitely SoundCloud and Instagram. Um, If you want to see more of their work, 
Um, and thank you to you for listening. You're doing great. I'm proud of you. Good job. <laughs> um, what is a cool way to sign off with the Batman? I mean, you can always um, sign off the way that they used to do the TV show, which is uh, <laughs> uh, same hyperfixation time, same hyperfixation channel. Blueshot.com. <laughs> uh, my, I love that. Um, is it in that cadence, or sh- is uh, it I any mean, cadence uh, is fine? Any cadence is fine. I was doing off the dome, and it is a late day. <laughs> no valid. <laughs> Be safe. Drink your water. Don't die. Yeah. And uh you'll get through the week. Don't worry about it. You got this. What? Oh, I'm sorry with the audience. Like, you got you guys got this. You can get through the week. You're good. Oh, okay. I thought you were encouraging me of like you Everybody, you can get this, this outro. We can get out of here. <laughs> um same hyperfix time, same hyperfix channel. So, or no, same hyperfix RSS. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I need to go to bed. <laughs> okay, all right. Bye, listener. <laughs>